Hey, hey, and welcome to Process, a podcast where we have honest conversations about what it takes to manage the ups and downs of the creative journey. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host. And for everybody following along, today's episode is number 27. I actually had to look that up because I forgot my bad. (laughs) I can't keep track of all these episodes. So I'm recording here in Nicaragua, and I wanted to give you a little behind-the-scenes look first at what it's like to record this podcast. And then I want to move on a little bit to stuff that I've been discovering, what I've been reading, and then an update on my book, Make, because this whole thing is about a behind-the-scenes look at the creative journey, right? So I don't want to just interview other makers. I want to show you what it's like for me. And it's been kind of an up-and-down battle here, so we'll get to that. But first, I wanted to tell you a little bit about what it's like to record this podcast. So usually, I record with a blanket over my head, and it sounds a little like this. I'm not sure if you can hear the difference. I really hope you can't. But for this episode, I'm choosing to remove the blanket, which I have done now, because it's really hot (laughs) in Nicaragua. I don't have AC on. And to put the blanket over my head, I literally sweat when I'm recording with a blanket over my head. And I don't want to do it. So this is my podcast, my rules. And I've got a baby monitor to watch. My toddler is napping. I just looked at him on the monitor. He's moving. Maybe we need to be a little more quiet. No, I'm just kidding. He's napping, and um, I need to be able to listen to what he's up to. And under the blanket, there's not that much room. So no blanket today. I hope you will... Excuse the background noise and the baby monitor. Baby JJ thanks you. So I want to talk a little bit, I mean, kind of briefly. I don't want to take up too much time on this. But I want to talk about what I've been writing about lately because it's what I've been thinking about, you know? And one of the reasons why I write is to synthesize, summarize, and just kind of really wrap my head around what I'm going through my own personal growth, and all those new frontiers. So whenever I write a blog post about something, it's because I want to understand it better, not necessarily because I want to teach it to other people. That for me is a byproduct. But writing is the way that I synthesize what's going on inside this little brain of mine. And since my last solo episode, I've written a few blog posts, one of which was on the book Mere Christianity, which was awesome. I really recommend it. I thought it was going to be more difficult than it was, honestly. I thought it was going to be really dry and all this like religious stuff. And not that I'm not into religion, but C.S. Lewis really surprised me with no matter what you believe in, how his learnings can apply to your life. So that was cool for me. I am Catholic in full disclosure. So it was particularly interesting to me. And then I wrote an article called Why I Won't Teach You Anything Apart From Managing Yourself. And then I wrote an article about gratitude and a little experience I had, which I'll get into because that was what? Mindfuck. But I want to tell you a little bit about this whole Why I Won't Teach You Anything Apart From Managing Yourself article. Here's the thing. I've been reading a lot lately or coming into like. There's been a lot of posts. I don't want to edit this podcast, by the way. I just want to talk to you with all the mess-ups. You're going to hear it all. All the mess-ups, all the stuttering, all the likes and the ums and whatever. You're going to hear it. There's no editing here. So 
I've been coming across a lot of blog posts, Instagram posts, all kinds of stuff from friends of mine, a lot of whom I admire a ton that have been struggling and struggles a part of our life. But there's a misconception that the people at the top don't struggle. So let me give you one concrete example that I came across today that I was like, you know what? I got to talk about this on the show. So here it is. So if you listened to previous episodes of the podcast, you'll know that I interviewed one of my favorite artists, Michelle Armas, on episode... Doo, doo, doo. Hold on, I'm scrolling down to get the episode number for Michelle. Number eight. On episode eight of the podcast, we talked about turning failures into bestsellers, right? And I've admired Michelle for years and years. Uh, I'm sitting right now in my office, my home office, where one of her amazing pieces of work is hanging behind me. And so I, I, I re I've been reading her blog for years, and I recently read this blog post that she put up where she says the following. Now comes the worst part. You know when you feel miserable and ugly and stupid? You know that feeling? And then you start to doubt yourself and your work, and you look around, and you see how perfect and happy and brilliant and beautiful everyone else is, and then major sad face, this comparing myself, feeling inadequate, and having no confidence business sucks. It sucks, I tell you. I am finally starting to feel better. That's why I'm able to write about it and joke about it. But you know what? I bet someone is looking at my Instagram right now thinking, this bitch has it all, and my life sucks. Hopefully, they will be able to find this post and feel better knowing that this bitch feels like a crusty old bottle that someone left behind the sofa for a month sometimes, too. I'll link to this post to the show notes so you can read the whole thing. But to give you a little summary of what Michelle was talking about, I mean, she's a great artist. She has an amazing new studio, which she also posted about recently. I, I love everything she puts out there, but she's also a new mom and she's struggling a little bit or she did struggle in the past and she's just starting to come out from it. Whatever it is that she's feeling, what she's saying is other people probably don't know. So I'm going to put it out there. And I'm going to show them that no matter how successful my business looks and how happy my family looks and how beautiful my daughter is because she is beautiful, their struggle. And I want to share it so other people don't think that I'm living this perfect life and that their life sucks. We all have struggle. And I really appreciate Michelle putting that out there because that's also part of the reason why I created this podcast and it's called Process and Showing the Whole Thing, you know, the, managing the ups and downs, right? So... What I wanted to share is that no matter how well you're doing, no matter how great your business, there are going to be a ton of down moments. But at the same time, no matter how badly you're doing, no matter how lost you feel, you'll still have those down moments. So the down moments are in common to no matter how great you're doing or how poorly you're doing. There's going to be the down part of the roller coaster. So succeeding is not the answer. And I'm not telling you that you shouldn't go after what you want. Home size, do it. You know how I feel, and just a refresher, if you don't know how I feel, I think you should do what makes you happy. I think you should create what you feel like you need to create. I think that making stuff with your hands, with your heart, is the best way to serve others and by serving others become happy or feel happy or work at being happy because it's not something that lasts forever. 
But it is not the solution because having a bunch of clients, having a bunch of readers, having a bunch of listeners is not going to make you happy. It'll make you happy in the moment. And then it's like a roller coaster. You go up, you'll come down. What is going to make you feel lasting happiness is more peace of mind. And that's what I've been focusing a lot on lately. What I want to teach is how to manage yourself. Now, how to make more money, not how to get more readers, how to manage yourself, because that's the only way to feel better. I've been having a bunch of fun with trying to figure out how to teach that. Um, So I've been working on this book called Make, which you've been hearing about for way too long, I know. Um, I'm still working on it. (laughs) And I think it's going to be... I'm usually a proponent of, you know, ship it, write it, and ship it. Put it in the hands of everybody who needs it or who wants it. And I have quite a few people who are looking forward to, you know, me releasing this book. But right now, I'm going through some, I would say, extensive personal growth that I feel like I need to include in the book. So I feel like if I were just push this out there right now, I'd be, the book would be missing what I'm going through right now. At some point, I'm going to have to put a stop to that, you know? I'm going to have to say from a month from now, for example, that's it. Like, this is, it's done right now. You're going to keep learning. You can put out an update in the future. And it's true. I can update the book in six months, put it back out there. I can update the book in a year. And I, I would love to do that. And it's a great idea to keep in mind. But I, I think that these, these last few weeks have been critical in what and discovering how much more I can put into the book. So instead of just sitting back and not putting anything out there, I decided to do something else that would help the book, but at the same time, put out some content for everybody who's, who's looking forward to it. Um, and I created a free email course or like a series or a sequence, whatever you want to call it, called Mindfulness for Makers. And what Mindfulness for Makers is, is you basically, you go to www.mindfulnessformakers.com altogether, and you drop in your email address and you'll start receiving emails. And there will be a total of 10 emails that will cover what I want to teach through the book Make. It's not going to be the same content that is in Make. If you are planning on getting Make in the future, when I put it out there, whenever that is, no, just kidding, it's soon. I do suggest that you put in your email address in mindfulnessformakers.com. The content will be different. It will be a kind of a, if you're going to read Make, it's it's a good preparation for it. But if you're not going to read Make, if you don't have the time, if you just want to read 10 emails, I really hope that those 10 emails help you out as well. So drop your email in and it's totally free. At the end, you'll have... um, more information on make, but that's it. I'm not going to like sell you anything. I'm not going to like pre-sale, buy here. There are no buy buttons. There is nothing that I am selling you through Mindfulness for Makers. All it is is 10 emails on mindfulness and how mindfulness can help creative people like us and everybody's creative. I don't care if it's my mom who loves making us or my kids now um, Halloween costumes and baby clothes and birth cloths to Michelle Armas, who's making a beautiful art that's hanging all over the world. I'm an example of it. It's here in Nicaragua. To a hand letterer 
or a developer, whatever you do, I think that mindfulness can help you to achieve peace of mind and create better, create more if that's what you're after. And definitely those effects will bleed over or spill over. Bleed is such a bad, like it's such a negative connotation. I'm not, take it back. Will spill over (laughs) into other areas of your life. So mindfulness has worked for me. I really do believe in it. And if you want free stuff, there's mindfulness for makers. But now I'll tell you what's happening with make. I mentioned in my last episode that my toddler starting to go to school. So that happened. And then I kind of changed my mind. (laughs) And then I decided to find a middle ground. So he's going to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a couple hours in the morning. And I'm working during that time. So adjusting to any new routine is difficult. You know, I've had some ups and downs where in the beginning I was totally dedicated to this is my time to write. I would drop him off, go straight to a coffee shop that doesn't have Wi-Fi, not because it's like hipster or anything, just because there's, it's Nicaragua. (laughs) So there's no Wi-Fi there. And I would write and enjoy being on airplane mode or whatever. And then come back home to, you know, pick him up, bring him home and be with him for the rest of the day. And then after that, which was fun, I started getting a little lenient for a bit, you know, I'm, oh, I'll write during his nap because I have an appointment at the dentist while he's at school or whatever. So I wasn't really protecting my work time and I've, I'm in the process of fixing that and making sure that I have a routine, but at the same time, I'm not so strict or I'm not enjoying myself either. So that's, that's been an interesting process. Um, so the book right now is about, I would say that I have 75% of it is very, it's meticulously outlined, but the actual writing of the chapters or the parts of the book, because this isn't like a fiction novel, but um, uh, it's maybe around 50%. So there's a lot more writing that has to happen, but my, my outline has helped me a ton. Like I said before, there's a bunch more that I want to put into the book, and we're going to see how that fits in. I've, I really want to find an editor that can help me, because I've never worked with an editor in the past other than just like grammatical errors, you know, just copy editing. So if you know of any, let me know. I'm Marcinator on Twitter, M-A-R-C-I-N-A-T-O-R. Or just hop on over to my new domain. No, I want to tell you about that after. So I'm looking forward to finding an editor that can help me make sure that make the book makes sense, um, that it the flow is correct or guides the reader through the entire mindfulness journey as I understand it. And then I'm getting my point across the way that I want to, because that's the point. So I want to find somebody to help me out. I would really appreciate your help with that. And other than that, I've been working on kind of going pro um, with my with my online stuff. So this is what I mean by that. I used to be over at MarcelaChamorro.com. And I know that that domain is difficult to spell. For some, I mean, The majority of my listeners are not Spanish-speaking, uh, or readers also are not Spanish-speaking. So 
M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-C-H-A-M-O-R-R-O.com. Not fun. So what I did is I made a bid on Marcela.co. So that's M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A.co. And somebody owned it. Wasn't that easy to come by. It cost me a pretty penny. But I find that the easier I make it for everybody to visit my website, which is where my writing lives, which is where this podcast lives. Like, yes, it's on iTunes, but everything that I do, all my projects are the home base of that is my website. So I'm excited to have the new domain, Marcela.co or Marcela.co. That's the way you want to pronounce it. I'm cool with it. It's been pronounced every which way possible, I think. So I'm down with it, whatever it's me. And I'm excited to start improving that site, make it easier to find the content that is most helpful and most valuable. And I'm also going to start doing kind of a content edit. I listened to a podcast episode on from Smart Passive Income, and I'll link to that in the show notes where they talk about content auditing or like editing. And, and I think that that's something that I need to do. I mean, if I'm editing my book make, I need to be editing my website and make sure that everything I put out it out there is helpful to everybody. So I'm looking forward to that. I am also looking forward to, you know, sharing mindfulness for makers with more people at, you know, like I mentioned before, mindfulnessformakers.com. And I'm writing this book and this book has not been the easiest to write, which is strange because that's the whole point of writing the book is to help people to create more easily. But I am walking the walk. I'm not just talking the talk. So what I mean by that is I'm actually implementing all of the tactics and techniques that I talk about in the book. And I'm not going to like, it's not going to be so meta where I'm like, okay, you know, try negative visualization and then I'm going to try it and then write about it in the book. But that's what this podcast is for, right? So, so far, um, writing the book has felt... Honestly, a lot harder than writing a blog post because I put a lot of pressure on what I'm writing and I know that I can edit later, but I do feel the pressure of the word book crushing down on my words. And that's a difficult thing to to create under, but at the same time, I can choose to turn that into a positive pressure and not ju- and not negative pressure. So make sure that the pressure is enabling me or pushing me to create or write the best possible words that I can, the best sentences, the best paragraphs possible, and not be so scared of it that I don't write at all. So I'm not putting so much pressure on myself where I'm not freely writing my first draft. Um, I don't like writing crappy first drafts, honestly. I'm not comfortable with putting something out there that's not good quality, but it's just for myself and hopefully this editor that I find. So I need to be comfortable with not being, not having it be the best possible the first run through. So that's kind of where I'm at with make. And honestly, just to tell you a little bit about my creative process, it's been interesting to learn more about what I like to create. I could say with confidence that Every single day that I am awake and here, I think about podcasting. And that's strange and a very strange realization to come to. 
I have an idea and sometimes I just want to go into this little office of mine and record an episode and I don't have a daily podcast. Sometimes I think I should, I don't know, because the written word and the spoken word appeal to me very much, more so than I thought. So that's been an interesting realization. Um, I don't know where I'm going to go with that, but I am... I am working on a new project that is geared towards moms. Uh, and I, I'll talk about that in a later episode because I already have so much going on with, right now with, first of all, job number one, taking care of my kiddo, spending time with my husband. You know, the family is number one. Number two, I've got make. Uh, actually, I'm going to take that back. Number two, I have my weekly blog post. That's my commitment. I, I've been doing it for... Don't know how long, but it's been a while, and I've been blogging for almost six years. So that would say that's my number two commitment. Number three, I've got Make and Mindfulness for Makers. And this podcast, and I'm actually not sure about that. I said I wouldn't edit, so. <laughs> number one is my family. Number two is my blog. Number three is this podcast. And last is Make. <laughs> which is also a funny realization to come to, but it's the truth. I stick to my commitments. I said every Friday I'm going to have a blog, uh, a podcast episode. Here I am. Every Monday I have a blog post. I will be there, you know, so it's difficult to put make above those before those because I want to make sure that I'm here for everybody who signed up to listen to my craziness. I still find it crazy that people listen to me and I'm rambling but, you know, that's how the creative process is. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about what it's like to sit here in my office in Managua and work on this stuff. So I'm looking forward to going pro. I recently moved my email management from MailChimp to ConvertKit. And the reason I did that is because of the ConvertKit's functionality with tags. I won't go in depth in that because... Email marketing might be really boring for you. So that's not what this podcast is about. But I'm really enjoying using ConvertKit. Not that MailChimp wasn't enjoyable, but I, uh, I find that the tag feature is worth it. I can, I can help people choose how they want to hear from me and when. And that I think is very valuable. So ConvertKit is more expensive than MailChimp, but I'm down with it because I'm turning pro, right? I am dedicated to spending more time on putting stuff out there and soon putting out products. And I want to start putting out products more consistently um, on an ongoing basis, make this really a business, not necessarily because I want to make money, but because I find that when somebody exchanges dollars or whatever for a product, in this case, my content, they are more likely to take it seriously. And I want to make sure that I'm not just putting out everything for free and that it gets ignored. Not that this is getting ignored. I'm really, really appreciative of everybody who listens to this podcast, everybody who sticks with me on the blog, uh, who tweets me and stuff. I, it's, it's amazing how many people reply to my newsletters. It makes me so happy. I take screenshots and put them in a feel-good box on my Dropbox. It's a little folder that I call feel-good box. But... I'm really looking forward to turning pro uh, in terms of, you know, creating those products as well and putting in the time necessary to improve my craft, improve the, my ability 
to teach in a way that's efficient and values everybody's time, but makes a real impact. And when I say impact, the one thing that I'm going after is, you know, alleviating a little bit of suffering or preventable suffering. If, if we can prevent suffering, why not? So that's my thing. If you're a creative person who's, you know, suffering because of lack of sales or because fear of failure or imposter syndrome, there's a few things that you could do to help that. And I, if you don't have the resources, I would like to give them to you. It's as simple as that. So thanks for listening uh, to this whole rambling episode about my creative process, about what I'm working on. Just to sum up, uh, this is episode 27 of the Process Podcast. So uh, you could find, let me just summarize where you can find everything that I've talked about. I know I've jumped around. Um, You can hit www.process.show to check out the show notes for today's episode with including Michelle Armas' post that I talked about, including mindfulness for makers and all that. You can also go to www.mindfulnessformakers.com to sign up. Just drop in your email address and you'll get 10 free emails on mindfulness. And you can also go to my new domain because I'm so excited. And that's www.marcela.co. So M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A dot co. And uh, you'll find my blog post, all the stuff that I'm, that I'm putting out there, including my podcast and everything. So everything's kind of summarized there. And then you can find me on Instagram um, or Twitter. All those links are at my website as well. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. I find it very, very still cr- so crazy that people want to listen to what I have to say. And I... I'm wishing you lots and lots of creating and making. You know, it's Friday. You've got the weekend coming up. Go do something. And before I go, I wanted to share another quote with you that I'm just in love with lately. I hope that it brings you some peace of mind today, whether you're working or you've got a vacation planned this weekend or you, whatever it is that you're up to. Here's a quote normal day, let me be aware of the treasure you are. Let me learn from you, love you, bless you before you depart. Let me not pass you by in quest of some rare and perfect tomorrow. Let me hold you while I may, for it may not always be so. And that was Mary Jean Erion. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Sending you lots of love and light from my desk in Managua to your corner of the world. Signing off. I'll be back next Friday with the next episode of Process and more on managing the ups and downs of creating and making. I'm Marcela, your host, and this was Process. Process.